Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome in. Happy 2022. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. You guys should be headed over to KieferIncTesting.com right now. Click on the RMATVMC banner, and then continue to do that shopping, continue to live your life, and that gives us a snippet, just a slice of what you guys are purchasing. It helps us out, keeps us up and moving, and gets these shows out there to you. And also lets them know they actually like the show, and that's why you're doing this. So, Thank you for the people that have done that. We appreciate it. We see it. And uh, thank you very much for doing that in 2022. Uh, another guys, another guys. I said another guys. Another guys. Uh, another company that's with us again for 2022, FXR Racing. They just dropped their LE line of gear, uh, Revo line of gear over at Anaheim 1. Lots of different colors, bright colors. Uh, you can mix and match jerseys. So you can use the code KKMX35 to save yourself 30% off a set of gear or helmets or goggles, whatever they have. You can go visit them at fxrracing.com. And if you're a lady, and I've been getting a lot of lady emails, which is pretty cool, Aiden. Really? It's my son, Aiden Kiefer. How are you? Hello. How are you? Uh, Yeah, actually women sending their photos in of them riding, and they want a code. So I have a lady code that's better than the guy code because we've got to take care of our ladies that ride. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, you ladies, email me, chris at keferinktesting.com. I will get you a code and get you guys looking crisp on the trail or the track. Whichever one you do. That was a very popular word back in the day, crisp. Really? That was like, if it was cool, you're like, dude, that's crisp. That's crisp? Yeah. You like that? It's Fugazi, man. That's not okay. We're going to Fugazi. Racetech, racetech.com. Visit those guys if you want better suspension. Currently, right now, we're doing a garage build, Jay Clark, on Husqvarna, and also have a Kawasaki with Racetech on it. Uh, gold valves are a plush ride. You get more comfort, a little bit better performance. Very hard to do to try to bring those two up together. So Racetech can do that, as well as engine services. So visit them at Racetech.com. You can email sales at Racetech.com, or just simply email me, and I'll get you in contact with them and get you... Uh, Get you going down the track or the trail in a, in a more comfortable manner and a faster bike, Aiden. Yes. Uh, thank you to all 2022 sponsors, Power Motorsports, Worst Connection, Ride Engineering, Pro Taper, 6D, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop Tires, Plum Creek Funding, Blood Lubricants, and, of course, Decal Works and Lit Pro. Uh, Aiden and I use this Lit Pro all the time. If you guys are looking for a discount on the Lit Pro, hit me up. I will get you in contact with the guy, Brandon, over there at, at Lit Pro and uh, get you guys on that lap time war that Aiden and I seem to be on every time we ride now. Yep. Point. Do you, do you like to have a lap time wars with me every time I ride? Yes, I do. Okay, I do too. Yeah. I don't feel like there's pressure. Like, I just like it. Like, if you're faster than me, I'm, I'm, I'm mad, but I'm not, like, mad at you. I'm just like, yeah, it's good. I like that. I get pressured a little bit. Why? I get, no. I mostly get pressured in the moto. Why? Because I got to catch you. Right. Well, it's good for you. Yeah. All right, so this uh, podcast is all about the 2022 250 MXers. Uh, since we're not doing a 250 shootout, we're going to do a 4 to 50 modified shootout. I thought, why not do a podcast and talk about some baseline settings for each bike, minus the Suzuki. Sorry, Suzuki, RM Army, RM Army. You need to go look at the 2021 baseline settings for that. I don't have a 2022 Suzuki. But I have ridden all of these 250 MXers. I brought Aiden in because he has some experience on a couple of these bikes. We'll talk about uh, the baseline settings that you guys should be starting off with. Anywhere between uh, 160 to about 190. Aiden's about 140, 135? 135 to 140. So there is some settings for a couple of bikes that I use for Aiden that we can talk about um, on here as well. But 
this is an overall general what works on each bike as far as suspension settings. I'm going to go over a couple of muffler options for you guys. Uh, if there is something drastically better to make it uh, a better motorcycle, we would talk about that. So uh, without further ado, let's break this thing open. And Aiden, it's the Honda CRF250R. Okay. You almost got one of these this year. I almost did. It was close. Why? Okay. Besides the team green thing, what makes you? What 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 thing do you like about the Honda 250 the most? Well, there's two things actually that I like about it the most. Okay. Three. Sorry. Three. One. Red looks sick. Okay. Red looks sick. The second one is is how uh, how good of a turning bike this thing is. Right. This thing has razor sharp cornering, like they said in their. Uh, um, their ad in their ad yes then the third thing i like is just the new model the new model is way better than the old one as far as what though stability wise yeah so it is i would agree with aiden it's it has better stability than the older honda the new frame that it is it's it doesn't have the rigidity as the 450 but it is a stiffer nature feeling 250 but you get really positive front end bite on this on this machine however the fork is a little bit stiff um, a lot of these media guys are taking a lot of oil out, which is the right way to go. But I feel like what we did in testing, we wanted some more holdup, so we added, you know, we had a little bit of oil in there. Taking that out will take some of that holdup away, but you will get some more comfort. Uh, some of these media outlets are taking 20 cc's of oil out. That is a hell of a lot of oil. Maybe not um, looking at that. But I'm telling you guys right now, for feeling on the track, 20 cc's of oil is a shit ton of oil. So here is my baseline settings for you guys on the 2022 Honda CRF 250R. Get your pen and papers out. Get ready or pause this if you guys need to. So take 5 cc's of oil out of each fork leg. It's not that much. Honestly, when we do testing, we go by 2cc increments. I can feel 2cc's. Maybe not everyone can. So 5cc's is the line, what we like to call, that normal people can feel. Uh, when you do take 5cc's of oil out, you will get a little bit more uh, comfort. The fork will move more in the stroke. And if you guys are feeling a little bit rigid, especially lean angle on throttle, this 5 cc's less in the fork legs will help get that Dunlop front tire of the Honda back to the ground and get you a little bit more front end bite. So take 5 cc's of oil, very easy to do. You can get a syringe and a, and a, and a long piece of uh, what we call it. We just call them, we suck it out, right? Oh, it's, um, it's like a plunger almost, but you're, you're, you're sucking some of that oil out. So I know it's it, super easy to do. Um, five cc's of oil, or if you guys want to do this last, you can run three millimeters on the fork height. I run 12 to 13 out on the fork if I'm not taking the, the, the five cc's out. Now, if I am taking five cc's out, I'm going on the compression, I'm going 10 out on the fork, and the rebound, I'm leaving it between 9 to 10 out. That is a baseline setting for the fork. You will get a more comfortable ride. It will be less rigid. And for me, that is the way to go. I like the spring rate that's in it right now. So if you're anywhere between 160 to 190 in that area, that spring rate is good. You rode it. Did you feel like it was stiff in the front? I did a little bit, yes. Okay. So we backed it out, and you said you actually liked it a little bit better. I did. So I backed it out to 15 out on Aiden. Um, and this is before we took oil out. Then I took oil out, which you didn't know. I didn't know, no. And then you rode it, and you're like, oh, this thing feels really good here at the track. Well, so, where did I ride it at? Thanks well, before care. you crashed it at Glen Helen. Oh, I wanted it. You you rode it without um, the five cc's of oil at State Fair. I think also, too, the... Actually, no, you're right. I was going to say something about tires, but... And nothing to do with well, dog. we're going to talk about the tires here in a minute. Yeah. So, but key thing here is take five cc oil out of the fork. This will help the comfort. I do not think you need a revalve, even though Race Tech is a part of the show. I'm yep. pretty honest with this stuff. If you guys are wanting to, you know, pinch some pennies here, five cc oil out of the fork, and then run those clicker settings. The shock spring rate is good. Uh, I like that Honda went to a little bit thicker, what I call a thicker high speed valving. Uh, I run 104 to 105 millimeters of sag. 
uh, high speed compression, two and a quarter to two and a half out. Low speed, I'm running 11 clicks out and rebound down to eight, eight clicks out. So that is my setting on the Honda 250. So what have I tried on this Honda 250 that works? Well, I had a chance to try Chad at XPR's ignition. I went out. You never got to ride with it, did you? Nope. It's pretty good, man. Like, I talk about ECUs a lot on this uh, show, and I talk a lot about it on, on Steve's show as well. And for me, the Honda 250 this year is a little bit better off of the bottom. It's kind of like what we talked about. If, if Yamaha and KTM had a baby, this is yep. kind of where it's at. Yep. So this Vortex ECU that Chad at XPR has mapped gives you more bottom in, and then this gives you increased mid-to-top in. It It is insane how you can pull third gear out of a corner when you have a Vortex ECU mapped from Chad. It is a fun bike. I really I really wish you could have rode this bike. Would you write, what, which pipe did you ride it with? Uh, I got to only ride it with the FMF pipe. Oh. So this Vortex ECU, if you're looking for more mid-range meat and top end, this is where you're mostly going to feel it from the Vortex. You will get more low-end RPM response and snap, but... Where this bike needs it is mid to top end to stretch it out, to make it rev. And for me, Honda built this more on the front side and, and kind of left it a little bit empty on top end over rev. So this Vortex really comes into play, and it makes this thing a fun bike to ride, especially for the vet crowd. You want to lug it a little bit more, this ECU is better. I have tested an FMF and a Yosh muffler. These are the only two that I've tested so far. The FMF kills bottom end just a little bit, gives you some more mid-range and top-end pull. The Yoshimura keeps the the low end intact and increases the mid-to-top end. Out of the two, to me, the Yoshimura is a better muffler. Really? Now? Usually, usually it would be the FMF has more bottom. Right. So previous years, when it was dual mufflers, yep. FMF was super loud but super crisp off the bottom. Yeah. Nice low end. Yep. Well, now... From what I tell, and and I guess I should be fair here, the muffler that I tested from FMF was pre-production, but I do I do think that they put that one into production, the same one that I tried. Really, uh, the Yoshimura I did ride before production came out, and I had to choose between two to three different uh, mufflers with Itchy. You were there that day. Yep, Itchy. And uh, I'm not wasn't a big fan of the Yosh muffler on the last year's bike. We <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that good. Uh, Man, if you had a 2021 Honda 250 and you got a Yoshimura, put the stock one back on, and you're going to be amazed how much more bottom end you have. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> like, when I first tested it, I don't know what happened between the... Because when I first tested it, I wrote an article, and I mm-hmm. went back and looked at my article, and it says it, it it kept the stock bottom end feel. And then I got this new one that we went and rode with, and it was it just killed it. Also, probably because when we put it on, we were in Colorado. So that but, probably didn't give much yes, help. you're right. But we also tr- tried the stock one at Colorado, stock yeah. muffler, and, yeah. then and then switched then can... them. So it, it doesn't matter. It's apples True. to apples. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So if you guys are looking for a little bit more power out of your Honda 250, the Yoshimura muffler is what I would recommend. And as well as a Vortex ECU, you can run T4, VP T4 fuel. Um, we do run Renegade here as well. Yep. And there's MX4 of Renegade. We're going to try some ETS stuff here fairly soon yep um so yeah so there's options for you to get a little bit more meat and those are to me the cheapest options to get some horsepower out of a a muffler and then an ecu ecu is a grand but if you think about it in the in the grand scale of things yoshimir muffler is a thousand bucks oh so you get more out of the ecu than you do a muffler so if you guys want to run an ecu with the stock muffler there's no harm no foul in that or do you want the look which one do you want well that's what i'm saying you get a stainless yoshimira muffler on this honda looks sick it, it looks sick but the weight it's more weight than the stock one yeah uh you got to buy a tie one and it's barely less weight so but they do look factory it looks it looks cool as as an idiot if you, if you care about looks david martinez if you're david martinez correct um, so that is what I've tried on the Honda. Um, if you guys are looking for more stability from the Honda 24 millimeter offset clamps, you will have to use 21 front fender, the 21 front number plate, and you'll have to find the extra clamps from last year's model. And that's what you can do as of right now. They don't have 24 offset, but I like a 24 offset with the Honda. It gets planted. It remains, uh, it has that same 
nice lean angle character, but you're just getting a little bit more positivity on straight line. So I don't even know that's the reason why you crashed, but you you seem to crash less on the bike we're about to talk about right now. I mean, you crash a lot still, I feel like. No, I, I feel like I don't crash as much as I did before. You crash. I tip over still. Well, you wash out. Yeah. All right. Kawasaki KX250, 2022 edition. Yes. We're on Kawasaki's with you now. Yep. We moved from KTM to Kawasaki. Uh, KYB suspension. I think that is a huge... Uh, I'm a big fan of KYB stuff. Obviously, you guys know I, I love that stuff on the Yamaha. Uh, Kawasaki splits its time. You all right over there? Yeah, sorry to itch. Um, show on the 450. Push that closer. Show on the 450, and then you got KYB on the 250. On the KYB side of things, it is a little bit stiff up front like the Honda. Really? Yes. I feel like it's a little softer. Than the Honda? Mm-hmm. Okay, but as a grand scheme of things, when you rode it, Stock, you're like, ah, it's a little bit stiff. Yeah. So for you guys out there, even if you're 160 pounds, uh, I do feel like it's a little bit stiff. When it breaks in, it will get better. So give yourself some time. That's the thing here. When you buy this KX250, you have uh, the spring rate of a 4.9 newton millimeter. That's a pretty heavy spring to put in a KX250. I talked with Kaipo over there when he was at KYB. He felt like this was the better setting to keep this bike flat and keep it from pitching. And that's what these R&D teams, as well as these suspension guys, do to try to keep this bike have a great uh, balanced feel around the track. So 4.9 newton millimeter spring is in this thing. Uh, If you're over 190 pounds, you might want to think about going to a 5.0 because that will help you lean into corners it won't bring up the the rear end. It almost feels like if you're 180 and above, you're coming into a corner, it will dive down a little bit, and that rear will overpower that front. So you can leave that stock 5.4 newton millimeter rear spring in if you're 180, but you will have to go up a spring rate, at least go to a 5.0. Um, all right, baseline setting for this bike, nine clicks out, height three to four millimeters, we ran, we dropped your fork a little bit for stability at Glen Helen. Yep. Never moved it. You've not once complained about the cornering on this thing. No. Uh, rebound down to 10 clicks out. Shock, again, 54 newton millimeter rear spring. Sag, 100 to 2, 103 millimeters. You guys do feel like you're getting a little ass in kick. Go to 104 millimeters of sag. High speed compression, 1.25 out. Low speed compression, eight to nine clicks out, and rebound to 11 clicks out. So we ran stock for a while. We're on Pro Circuit stuff right now. Yep. From stock to the Pro Circuit stuff, what do you notice? From, obviously, my Pro Circuit stuff feels a little bit softer. Okay. But it has better holdup than my uh, than the stock stuff. So maybe initially a little bit more plush? Yes. But you can jump into stuff. Like, I watched oh, yeah. you today coming. You know, the track that we rode today, there's that where we were sitting and you'd made that right and you come down the straightaway, it's bumpy. Yep. It looked like it was pretty balanced there. It was really balanced. Like, honestly, uh, I think just the whole bike itself is just how stable it is uh-huh. and how much uh, how much plant it has. Yeah. It's, it's planted. Better. Planted, yeah. How much plant? How much plant? It's grown plants. How much plants? plants? It's, I mean, it's green. It's so. growing weed out of the, out of the <laughs> gas tank. Yeah. <laughs> There's sunflowers going. So out of I it. guess that's what people want to know. Like people always ask me, what's the difference between Aiden's on this KTM and the Cowie? What what do you feel like is better? Well, obviously, when we went to Mesquite that day and we rode uh, the Cowie yeah. with suspension on and everything, back to my race bike. Obviously, my race bike was faster, mm-hmm. but it was so twitchy. Like every lap, it would do. What about s- rigid feeling? Does it feel more rigid on the KTM than the yes. Cowie? Yes. Vibration. I don't really notice anything about vibration wise. Okay. But when riding him back to back, I'm like, this KTM is like, is so twitchy compared to this Cowie because the Cowie is stable, it stays playing everywhere, and I can uh, I can dictate on what the bike is gonna do every mm-hmm. lap. It's like this bump right here. I know exactly what it's gonna do. On you know the how K- it feels. Yes, I know that feeling. Right. Except on a KTM, every single, like, I did three laps of mm-hmm. just trying to go fast. Mm-hmm. It would kick me left one w- way, kick me right the other way. It 
And I was like, yeah, I don't know how I rode this thing for how long. Uh, so what we like to call predictability in this world of testing that we do, we like to know what the bike does every single lap. If I hit the bump this way one lap and I come around like Aiden said, I come around and hit the bump the same way, and if the bike reacts different, and, and obviously let's call a spade a spade, your technique might be just a little bit different from lap to lap, but if the bike reacts so drastically to that minute change just, in your yeah, technique. Just a small thing. That could be a hindrance because yeah. let's face it, we're not going to be in the same exact spot on the bike when we hit that bump. Exactly. We could hit the bump the same way, but your feet could be different, your arms could be different, your ass could be somewhere different on the seat. So yeah. track toughness, you can know what that is? Uh, so track toughness is what this bike can do between track to track. Is it still pretty good from um, Glen Helen to State Fair to Paula? Is it feel the same? No. KTM has always been known to be a little bit different from track to track. You yes. can have a really good day. State and, Fair. And then State you, Fair, that thing rips. And then, then when you go to somewhere that's just You go to Glen Helen, it feels it, a little bit rigid. Like, yeah. So, well, the new KTM will be a little bit different as well. So, just FYI. I haven't ridden it yet. Um, okay, so... UKX250 guys are worried about reliability. Do you know how many hours we have on our bike right now? We have 22, I think. 22 hours. All we've done, and it's, again, it's not that much, but I can tell you what. Uh, three years ago, you could not put 22 hours on a Kawasaki without eating through the chain guide and the chain sliders. We're still good. We're still they have hard, worn, yeah. but we're still good. Sprocket is still good. Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> chain is still good. Knock on wood. Yeah. So the reliability that we talk shit on in the Kawasaki from time to time is not as bad as, as we think it is. As I. Yeah. I, I have some blame to this because I have had a KX450 rod go through the the cases. Like that video of the dude trying to just start. A, yeah, Joe blew up one just like that. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, he did, yeah. Cheese grater just ate through the chain sliders. Yep. Uh, I think it's time for a clutch. We're 22 hours. I think it's time for yep. a clutch. Yep. Uh, the hydraulic clutch. Do you like that? Isn't isn't a hydraulic uh, hydraulic clutch on a KTM too? Yep. So yeah, that's. So you're you're used to it. Yeah. Do you notice any difference between the KTM hydraulic and this one? No. One, one's a Brembo, one's a Nissan. Yeah, I don't really, I don't notice it. So me, the Nissan has a little bit more of a linear pull. Uh, it's not so on-off feeling. Um, so right now, what we have that baseline suspension setting, Pro Circuit did this stuff. I've been watching this bike with Aiden. Pro Circuit seems to have a very good setting for this. I mean, shocking. It's not, you know, not shocking that they they know how to do this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Luke over there at Pro Circuit knows what he's doing. Does a great job. I also, I have to give props to Racetech because I ran some Kawasaki settings with them before. Racetech really has good settings for this bike and the 450. Mm-hmm. So I like both of these companies for this for this machine. I've ran them. I condone these two companies. We're on a pro circuit muffler for this bike. Yep. Difference in stock to this? Uh, stock has a little bit more bottom. Okay. But pulling power-wise, the pro circuit pulls way way farther. Uh, recommended to leave the insert in. Do not take the insert out. You take the insert out, you lose uh, back pressure, you lose bottom in, and it sounds like dog shit for me. Like it sounds really good with the insert in. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit quieter, and it sounds meaty and, and throaty. The stock KX250 is atrocious. Sound. It sounds, it sounds raspy. Like, the Honda 250 sounds like dog shit as well. It sounds like the Yamaha Rasp. But just a little bit like a little bit of a... A uh, little bit less. A little bit less. But the KX250 has a rasp it's too. It's loud. And it looks, it looks really disgusting looking. It's like a big gaudy looking... It's got a big old cannon on the end of it. Yeah. So, um, so, so far so good. 22 hours on the KX250 for us. We'll be riding them all year. If you guys are Kawasaki lovers... Uh, we're going to do long hauls on this thing. We're going to do a 30-hour update, 50-hour update. Um, right now, we are going to put a clutch in it at 22 hours. And um, we're running Pro Taper bars. Yep. If you guys are looking for a good bend, I've been pushing this bend a lot for these bikes. Um, it's called Race Team Bend. It, what we called it before they were selling them, it was Suzuki. Suzuki Race Team. But now they're selling them as just Race Team Bend, which is a 996 bend. We cut our bars a little bit. We have a works connection throttle tube. Yep. Let's talk about that real quick. ZRT compared to the works connection. 
Uh, ZRT just a little bit smoother. Okay. But worst connection throttle feels just fine. Yeah. So. Although I d- I do think um, uh, light reliability wise, I think the ZRT throttle is a little bit better. Yeah, we don't know. Like I, I mean, cra- I don't think anything's gonna go wrong with this works connection. No. You know. No. But I will concur on that. The ZRT is more expensive, but it is very buttery. It's feel. worth your money. It's very it's money's worth whatever it's called. Um, it's worth its weight in gold. <laughs> Want to talk about that? Uh, but dude, works connection been in the game for a long time. You want to spend less money, have a stronger throttle too, because there's no way you're taking that grip off of that yeah. freaking stock plastic tube. It's vulcanized on there. Uh, good luck. Just do yourself a favor when you pick yourself up a KX250. Get yourself a, a aluminum throttle tube from Works Connection. Bingo. Use the code key for twenty. Okay. Save some money. All right, we're gonna move it along to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yamaha YZ250F. You ran this bike, and you had you were high on it, and then you're down on it. Why? Uh, too fast. Too fast where? Everywhere. <laughs> it's just you, you're a good rider, and how is it too fast for you? It's just too fast for me, man. Dude, look so... At, look at these arms. The 2022 YZ250F is not... There's not a lot of changes for this this bike in 2022. I will say the suspension is a little bit firmer. They didn't do anything drastic to this bike compared to the 450. Um, there was more of uh, what I like to call, or what they call, is it's not a valving change in the 2022 YZ250F. It's just clicker changes. They updated their clicker changes, so um, it's a little bit stiffer. Uh, so 4.7 newt millimeter spring. Uh, if you're over 185 pounds, go to 4.8 springs. The stock valving is sufficient for that spring rate. Uh, height, 4 millimeters. Compression, 8 clicks out. Rebound, 10 clicks out. Shock spring rate is a 56 newt millimeter. And the sag, 104. High-speed compression, uh, 7 eighths to 1 turnout. Okay, so not 1 and 7 eighths. 7 eighths to 1 turnout. If you guys know what this means, I get a lot of emails about this. What do you mean, Kiefer? Is this all the way in and back it out? Yes. So if you go all the way in your high-speed adjuster and then back out 7 eighths, that's the setting. Or back out one full turn, that's the setting. Low-speed compression, 8 clicks out, and rebound down at 9 clicks out. Uh, I love the Kiefer Free Feeling Map. Yamaha Power Tuner app is very handy. You want less engine braking. The YZ250F has a lot of engine braking, even though... You can rev it up, and it's really free-feeling. On the way down, there's a lot of drag, and there's a lot of engine braking. You notice that when you rode. You're like, I don't like that feeling. Yeah, I don't like it. But we put the free-feeling map in, and you liked it. Yep. You think it feels fat? Uh, when you first jump on it, yes, but uh, once you ride it after a couple laps, you'll you'll get used to it. I thought the same thing about the Cowie. It, uh, you I thought the Cowie was fat a little bit, like in Where? the shroud, the shrouded shrouds. Okay, like because dude, between radiator. your legs, like with the seat and your your feet on the pegs on the Kawasaki, it's, it's super skinny. Yeah, I think it's too skinny. Really? Yeah. Tomac even said that at, over on A one. He said he, he liked th- the bike. He liked the Yamaha because it was fatter feeling. Yeah, because he could grip it. Yeah. He likes the girth. He likes fluffiness. What What did uh What did Greg say? I don't know. He likes the big big girl, whatever, yeah. the fat or whatever. The was. big girls. The big girls. Yeah. He likes the big girls. So there is a mid to top end map. You can go to keyforingtesting.com and get those map. If you want a little bit more stretch out of your bike or if you want that free feeling map, these two maps are good to put in your bike. There's nothing really wrong with the stock map, but I do think it's a little bit of a jerky feel rolling the corners, and it has too much engine braking. So going to one of these two maps is a better option um, for me. Uh, as far as mufflers go, there's two mufflers that I've tried. Actually, I'd take that back. There's three mufflers that are pretty good. No matter what you do, people, you're going to lose bottom end when you go to an aftermarket muffler. Slip on, full system, the stock Yamaha YZ250F muffler is good. Sounds like dog shit, but it's good. Really? I don't like the way it sounds. It's loud. I mean, 10 hours, you hear Michael Allen on that thing? It sounds like some dude's 
got a Metallica t-shirt and a bandana and doing wheelies down the street from my house. You know? <laughs> Dude. Like he's going down the mule lip to go drink some beers. That's what it sounds like. So uh, an FMF is really good. You'll lose a little bit of bottom end but gain mid-range. A Kropovich, I'm really high on some of this stuff right now because a couple of reasons from a Kropovich. They're expensive, but they're quality-made components. And look, and I'm going to tell you straight up, I've purchased two of these on my own money. I spent $3,000 on two mufflers, but... What happens with the Kropovich, and you put this on the YZ250F, you will lose a little bit of bottom end, but you will gain mid to top end, just like you will with the FMF. But here's where the money comes into play, where I like this part of it. I can run this muffler for 40 freaking hours and not change the packing. I cannot get 12 hours out of an FMF or Pro Circuit muffler packing. It sounds loud. I would say, you know, performance-wise... It's a little bit better on top, the Kropovich is, versus the FMF or the Pro Circuit. I think the FMF is better in the mid-range, and PC does it really well if you leave the insert in, um, roll on out of corner. But lifespan, craftsmanship, all of that, a Kropovich is really, really solid. Yep. I mean, we had that on the KTM. They were great. We never, yep. we never packed them. No. I and mean, I just talked to your buddy Jackson. He has 80 hours on his muffler. And, hasn't packed it once. And, and it, it's just now starting to sound a little bit tingy. You can hear it. Yeah. But it's amazing. I have 40 hours on my Kropovich on my YZ450F, and it's it, it looks hammered, Yeah, but it sounds okay. Yeah. There's no way I could get that with other mufflers. No. F, like a Pro Circuit muffler would be gone in like 10 hours. 10 hours is the max you're going to get on some of these guys' mufflers. So just FYI on that. So the Blue Crew is a great option for vet guys. Uh, again, suspension, a little bit revised for 2022. Nothing crazy, just clicker settings. The 450 got some valving changes. Uh, I do feel like if you're a vet guy, you're a bigger dude, and you want to go to a 250F, this is the bike to do it. Why? Because you can lug it. It has bottom end. Little pansy boy sit right here saying he can't hang on to the thing, so you know us real men can ride a 250F. <laughs> You'll come around someday. I will say this. The Kawasaki has a lot of bottom end. It does. More than the Honda? Yeah. More than the KTM? Oh, yeah. So rank the bottom end in top three. Out you know of, what bottom end is, right? Yes, out okay. of the bikes that we've just listed. Just out of all the 250Fs that you've ridden, top three bottom end feeling. Most to least. Well, uh, Why is it 250F? Why is it 250 Kawi, Honda? Okay. So that's how he drank them. Yeah, and then KTM, and then KTM's everything. really mellow off the bottom. I, don't, I haven't ridden gas gas, so and you say that gas gas is bit. more snap. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. I have no idea. So, uh, you vet guys, you want to know more about it? As always, any any one of these bikes you guys want to know more about, and if you guys do not get these settings written down, you can rewind it or Chris at keyforinktesting dot com, and I'm happy to help you guys out. Thanks for listening. I'm going to do some commercials right now. Listen to these because there's some codes to save yourself some money as well as some new sponsors. So we'll be right back with the show. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. Screenprintingdone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! Screenprintingdone.com. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So 
Great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, chris at keferinktesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar. But yet, I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com. They have race-cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris. Hit him up. You guys looking to purchase a new or used KTM, Yamaha, or Kawasaki? Well, look no further. Power Motorsports and Sublimity, Oregon is the place to go. Email me, chris at keferinktesting.com. I will get you in contact with David Sibley over there at Power Motorsports, and he will get you the best deal possible. I'm not kidding, man. Like These guys work wonders over there at Power Motorsports. They will give the best deals to all of my Kiefer Inc. testing listeners. No hassle, no BS, easy to finance, easy to get a bike. And, hey, it doesn't matter if you live in Oregon, California, Maine, Florida. They will find a way to get you your bike. That's right. They work with moto shippers, easy to get around, easy to ship. Man, it works so easy. I've bought three motorcycles from them over at Power Motorsports, and moto shippers have shipped them to me to my door. It's so easy to do. So, Go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and I will get you in contact with them. Time, why you punish me? Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? LitPro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, 
I am not a tech-savvy guy, and LitPro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Go to LitPro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. All right, back with the show. Thanks for listening. And we're going to continue to do some baseline 250 MX settings. All right, let's talk about the KTM. A lot of time for us on this bike. Yep. We spent a lot of time on stock stuff. A lot of time with everything. A lot of time on revalved, air. Spraying. Like pro components. Yep. Uh, A lot of, it's a great bike. Yeah. Fast, easy to ride. We put you on this bike because you came off of 125s. I wanted to put you on something that doesn't have a lot of bottom end, and it's easy for you to ride. So you guys listening out there, if you have a child that is coming from a 125 two-stroke, is light. You were 125 pounds when you started riding this thing. Yeah. We had to go down on spring rate. We had to really lower the air pressure. Yep. But it was comfortable for you to ride, and you weren't scared of it. No. Of how I think Give an overview of what this bike is like for you to ride. For the people at home that haven't ridden a KTM that may be coming from a Japanese bike, what's it like? You just riding a Japanese it's, bike today. It's, it's like it's like riding a feather of how because of how light it is. Like you'll you'll ride your Cowie or whatever Japanese bike you're coming off of. You'll ride this and then you'll ride the KTM be like it feels like I'm riding like a pillow because of how light it is. Where do you feel that on the track? Uh corners really. I think uh, I think that's how they get their good cornering is because of how light it is. We always talk about this, and I'm going to mention this again. Standing up on it. Oh my gosh! What? Why? Why do you stand up? Like I have this problem. That's not even a problem. I have this feeling when I ride a KTM, I can stand up through my corners easier than other bikes. Maybe because it's light. I, I yeah, I think just because of how light the bike is. And it's weird. Folks, so you have not a lot of bottom in on this KTM, but it still does feel light. And when you add power to it, the character, we had a full-blown built motor. The character of the low end doesn't really change. You get more low end, but it's not a snappy, like, RPM response no, like the Cowie. It's not like you're going to get like, uh, out of a Japanese bike. You're not, wow, you're not getting exploded. You're no. getting more pull, but it's still long and linear. Yeah. So... All these built KTMs that I have ridden keep that same stock engine character. It's it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the downside to a KTM, if KTM would just get out of their own way and be like, all right, fuck it. Sorry, I want to use the F word. I'm out. We're going to go to Spring Fork. Oh. Game. Game over. Really? You think so? Oh. This bike, if if this new factory edition comes into play, and it's more stable. Yep. All right. Now we're getting more stability. And we're still on this air fork. Dude, the spring fork on this new chassis, if it's good, that's game. Because now you got a, a engine character that's easy to ride. It still feels light. And it's stable. Yeah. <sighs> no one can beat that. But they have the air fork, which I'm not going to completely bash it here. It does it for you. It worked fine. I I, I could drop the the air, and you could actually have a good setting. Yes, it's when you push it or ride it a long time, it just starts to feel different over time. Yeah. Did you ever notice this? I did. So give me give an example. When we got uh, my suspension revalved and everything, it felt stiff at first. Like revalved for the air. Yes. Okay. Once we got it, uh, yeah, revalved. The first ride, it felt stiff. I was like, oh, this thing feels nice, but like. It's it was stiff, but it wasn't so stiff to the point where I was like, I hate this thing. Okay. But then after a certain amount of time, it just got soft and felt like it had no hold up. What and I notice on this fight, when you have air forks, right? No matter what, the 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 feeling that you have underneath you, the tire wise, it just changes throughout the day. Like you have a supple feel against a bump. Uh, two hours later, that supple feel on the same bump that hasn't grown in size. Feels a little bit firmer. Um, they haven't really controlled the air pressure uh, fluctuation. Mm-hmm. People say, oh, nitrogen. Yes, I've ran nitrogen, and it does help a little bit, but it still has an air fork character feeling. So 
it's not the worst fork I've ever felt, but it's also not the a best. KYB fork. Yeah. Or a Showa fork. The Showa on the Honda is an excellent fork as well. Mm-hmm. So baseline setting for KTM 250 SXF for 2022, 10.6 to 10.7 bar. I dropped that. 10.4, 10.5, I think. Yes. 10.4 to 10.5 for Aiden's little skinny ass, 130 pounds. So if you got a little skinny ass dude um, that you want to set up for, 130 pounds. Height, 5 millimeters. Compression, 11 clicks out with 10.6 bar. 15 clicks out with 10.7 bar. That's very important. Again, if you're running 10.6 bars, 11 clicks out. If you're running 10.7 bar, go to 15 clicks out. Uh, rebound changed a little bit from 21. I've kind of evolved this. I went to a 12-out rebound, a kind of quicker rebound to follow the ground better to help this air fork along. And that is uh, a little bit faster from the 21 setting that I had back at on my website. Uh, shock spring rate, 42 newt millimeters. Sag, 103. High-speed compression, 1.75 to ter- two turns out. Low-speed compression, 11 clicks out, and rebound, 12 clicks out. That's the happy-go-lucky setting for most people. Um, On the shock setting for you, I went to two two turns out on the high speed, and then rebound, I went to 10 clicks out, and low speed, I went to 14 clicks out for the light guy. So if you're a light guy, 14 clicks out, 10 clicks out on the rebound, and two turns completely out on the high-speed compression. Uh, mufflers that work bitchin' on this bike, FMF. Acro. And the Acro. If you want more bottom in, FMF is where you get it. We had an FMF on our race bike. For a little Very bit. snappy. Yep. It wakes that low end up a little bit. Yep. Pulls really good in the mid-range. Maybe not quite as good as the Akropovich on top. The Akropovich has that slower engine build low feeling. And then really screams its balls off to mid to top end. Hmm. Very quiet. It's almost deceiving how quiet the Akrapovich is. Yeah. FMF sounds really racy and really throaty. Uh, I have yet to try a Pro Circuit. I would love to try a Pro Circuit because those actually look pretty good on this bike. Really? I haven't tried one. Um, modifications that we do that we like. Um, you also put a two-stroke air filter cage in it. That will help some low-end feel. Take that screen out. Yep, take that screen out. And um, there is an exhaust flange that is going to be created, similar to the 450 ones that we talked about. That'll get you some more bottom end. We'll talk more about that in a later show, uh, or you can visit my website. We're going to be an exhaust, fl- exhaust flange from Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, made that from the 450. We're going to do that for the 250 as well. Um, real quick, I didn't mention about the Honda and the Kawasaki Go to a 110 rear tire. Yeah. Honda has a Pirelli tire, which is great. I love a Pirelli. Um, even though Dunlop is a part of the show, they know I like the carcass feel of Pirelli. Uh, you just need a wider uh, footprint in that rear end. So it's a 100 uh, 90, 19 stock on the Honda and the Cowie. The Cowie comes with the Dunlop MX3S, which is a godsend. Yeah. <laughs> but you can get a 110 on the Cowie as well. They do that for weight. And uh, to keep the weight down is a little bit heavier when you go to 110. But these bikes have more than enough power to pull that 110. And, yes, you can put a 110 rear tire on a 1.85 rim. So if you guys are wondering about that, that is not a problem. All right, moving on to the Gas Gas MC250. Even though it's the same bike, you haven't, you've ridden one of these, right? Mm-hmm. You've ridden uh, you've ridden someone. Oh, you've ridden that kids with the, with the fingers problem. The fingers gone. You liked it. You rode it State Fair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You thought it was snappy. He had stuff done to it, though. Oh, okay. Yes, I haven't ridden one stock. So it is a little bit snappier off the bottom, more than the KTM and the Husqvarna. Yep. Uh, I like, out of all the bikes, I think I like this better than... KTM and Husky? uh, I wouldn't say better than the KTM, but I do like it better than the Husqvarna. Uh, So with that low-end snap, and I get a little bit more front-end feel because it has a better clamp what we call a cheaper clamp, but that cheaper clamp from the gas gas side has more compliancy than that piece of shit KTM or Husqvarna clamp. <laughs> if you guys are on those bikes, get a split clamp from Ride or get a you know one of the factory edition clamps from KTM or WP. They're way better than that stock clamp. The, the cast clamp 
Um, I'm sorry, the forged camp. Forged camp? Clamp the camp? Is better because it has a calmer feel, less vibration. It is a solid bar mount, but I don't feel that because the clamp is better. Uh, suspension setting, again, 10.6 to 10.7 bar. Similar to the KTM, 11 clicks out with 10.6 bar, 15 clicks out with 10.7 bar, and rebound down to 10 clicks out. Shock spring rate, 42 newton millimeters, 103 sag, two turns out on the high-speed compression, and 11 clicks out on low speed, and I went to nine clicks um, out on the rebound for whatever reason um, that has a KTM swing arm and it uses a Husqvarna, I'm sorry, it has a KTM subframe and a and Husqvarna swing arm. That combination wanted me to go to the direction of a slower moving shock, so that's what I did with the gas gas. Again, same thing, FMF, Akrapovich, very good. Uh, on this bike, you can remove the screen and get a little bit more power. Um, overall, the gas gas looks really sexy. I like that bike. They come, Husqvarna, KTM, and gas gas come with 110 rear tires which is cool because the Austrians know they put power down, so they're going to put some beef on that rear tire, which is nice. <laughs> um, overall, with all these bikes, reliability is excellent. Um, do you remember any problems that we've had with this thing? Besides electrical, but that was more on the other uh, ECU side. We had a Vortex that kind of went haywire. Uh, uh, no. the, the FI light falls out behind uh, the number plate. Yeah, that's normal, though. Um, the connector behind the number plate Oh, yep, for your starting device. Uh, so yeah, start it on and off. Yep. Um, if you wash your bike a lot, the condensation can get in there. You need some dielectric grease to get in there and get pour that in that uh, connector, and that will prevent you from having any kind of cutout problems or starting problems down the road. So I noticed that if you pull that that white connector apart behind the front number plate, you will see some green or white residue that's condensation building up in those connectors and that's a bad thing you don't want that so for how is good for good parts i mean there's really nice parts on these bikes they have really shitty wiring harnesses and connectors yeah. on here so it, it's super weird i don't know it's, it's it kind of baffles me and i'd hate to have electrical problem with this with this bike and when you ride it especially you know if you have a, a loved one that you're prepping it for and that thing cuts out we don't want that. Oh. Uh, Husqvarna spring rate, 10.7 bar to 10.8 bar on that that lovely, lovely WP air fork. Five millimeters on the fork height, 14 clicks out on compression, and nine clicks out on the rebound. Shock spring rate, 42 newton millimeters. Sag, 101. We're going to talk about that, too. Uh, High-speed compression, 1.5. Out, low speed, 10 clicks out, and rebound, 11 clicks out. The reason why I assened up a little bit on the Husqvarna, I felt like the rear end is a little bit softer, maybe due to that subframe. I wanted to raise it up. Uh, I felt like my ass was always low under acceleration. So bringing that sag up a little bit helps. And if you guys want to, like I mentioned, 1.5 out, so that's a little bit stiffer on the high speed as well. So that's bringing that ass end up. Compliancy is better on the Husqvarna because of that Pro Taper bar. For whatever reason, the subframe and that swing arm combination gives me a little bit more comfort in the rear, but also soft feeling. So that's why I'm raising it up to compensate, get a better balance. Um, not as much low end. You had the Husqvarna for a while. You were riding. Yep. Notice anything between the KTM and that? Uh, it felt lighter to me for some reason. Lighter. It felt lighter. It might be like I think one pound lighter because of the subframe. I noticed it. Little Ooh, bit. man, you're such a test rider. I'm if you can notice one pound. I noticed a pound. Um, I did notice how low it felt. Yes, so that's what I was about to mention. So with the Husqvarna, we are going to a 10-millimeter lower uh, footprint from the fork and the shock. You will get a lower setting. So if you're a lady or if your inseam is short, the Husqvarna is a little bit lower to the ground, yep. which for me on the track, side-to-side -side movement is easier Maybe that's where you feel like it's lighter. So as light as the KTM and Gas Gas feel, this thing side to side is even better because it's lower to the ground. So if I got to get out of a blown out rut and I see it, oh shit, to get out, it's easier for me to get out on the Husqvarna than the other bikes. It doesn't sit as tall. The downside is I got to raise that ass end up because of that shorter stroke. Yep. 
feel. Uh, no, you cannot put a KTM or a gas gas shock on a Husqvarna. You will blow right through that subframe. I've seen that happen. Uh, yes, you can put the fork on, but it's unbalanced with the shock. So you guys are emailing me, oh, can I stick my KTM shock on the Husqvarna? No, you can't do that. So yeah, the lower setting is um, something I think they're going to go away from. Really? Yes. So stand by for that. Uh, again, no Suzuki content here, folks. I'm sorry. Go back to the 2021 content, and I will get you uh, all the settings right there. So Poor Suzuki. Uh, Michael Lindsay said they're coming out with a new bike. They better. I mean, hopefully Michael Lindsay's on it with this, because if they do, that'd, that'd be awesome. If they have, What if they came out with a Suzuki that just shredded? It's so, possible. Yeah, anything's possible. 2012, RMZ450 was good. Yeah. It was one of my favorite bikes. Alessi's race bike was one of the best race bikes that I have ridden. Really? Yes. And that's saying something. The Tony Alessi program over there was strong in 2012. Who built their motors? Chad? I th- no, I think uh, Varner did. Ooh, that, that's deep. Look it. That's deep. Say what you want about Varner, and I know there's threads all over the fucking place about this guy. He knows how to build some motors if he gets his shit correct. If you get your motor back. If you get your motor. <laughs> so... He does do good work, man. He built my race bikes, my YZ125 back in the day, and they were fast. They were really good. FMF, pipes and silencers, and Varner, that was like the combination everyone wanted. When DV came over Supercross in 97 and ride 125s, Varner and FMF. Really? Yep. Hmm. Funny story about DV real quick. So I was walking. I was racing LA Coliseum 97. Me and Dad, my dad, were walking the track. Is this the big boar story? No. Um, this is way before that. I'm behind DV. I don't know who he was at the time. <laughs> Smelt him. French. Like, B.O., just crispiness off of his <laughs> armpits, dude. I'm like, wow. So I, I confronted DV about that, and he's like, yeah, yeah, deodorant didn't do, do that back then, but he does now. So I just I always remember DV found, just stanking found, up the L.A. Coliseum. He found deodorant? Yeah. He found it? Way back in 97. Um. So, yeah, so that is the baseline settings for these bikes and a couple of parts that work well. I mentioned the ECU on the Honda. Have we tried the Vortex ECU on other bikes? Yes, we have. We put the ECUs on the Husqvarna, KTM, and the Gas Gas with great results. Jamie at Twisted as well as Chad at XPR have awesome settings for Vortex ECUs. Look it. I push these guys a lot because I trust them. Um, if they, if something doesn't work, they stand by their work. I'm sure other people have vortex settings and they can map it, but I have worked with these guys. So I only could tell you what I know. And these two guys are wizards when it comes to ECU settings. Yep. I mean, I think Jamie sent me a stat. Jamie sent me a stat from, uh, a one last night when I was on the pulp show that he had bear with me here. That he had five ECUs and six engines in the 450 class in the main. Club guys? Six ECUs and five engines in the 250 class in the main event. That's a lot. That's pretty cool. Half of club club guys though, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, That's still. There's I still mean. a lot of it. And Chad, whole shots from Vince Freezy. That's Chad at XPR's engine and ECU settings. Yep. So these two dudes are active within our sport. They're, they're very good good with consumers and they love the vet rider and they love amateur racing Mm -hmm. so very cool so haven't had much experience with the vortex on the kx250 yet we're going to experience with that here a little bit yeah maybe next week Mm -hmm. uh yamaha yz250f not i don't have much experience on the vortex on the 250f side 450 side i have a lot of experience and it works awesome chad and i Worked out some magical maps on the 450, but on the 250 side, not a lot of experience on my side. No, uh, I've had some vortexes on RMZ 250s work really well because RMZ 250s has a lot of low end and it runs short on top, so this vortex really helps that. Um, just real quick about the RMZ 250: if you are an RMZ 250 owner, those things are hella stiff, so you need to drop a spring rate down from the fork and the shock. So uh, I tried spring down one time on a Suzuki test, and it was way better. 
And talk about cornering. Holy hell, dude. 250 Suzuki's, it is awesome. I wish, I'm not going to wish. I'm going to get a Suzuki 250, which we already have. Yep. K-Day. Yep. Stop crashing it. Thank you. Uh, And go spring down and go to like some rut tracks and just have some fun. That's good. And Suzuki is really good. If you want it, you're new to the sport and you want to um, maybe get into it at a lower cost and still have fun, nothing wrong with an RMZ. They're actually reliable bikes. So hopefully they continue to make motorcycles and continue to develop these motorcycles and get us some new some new wheels here soon, hopefully. That'll be nice. That'd be cool. All right, so that's the 250MX lineup. I will give you my ranking since we don't do shootouts on the 250 side this time. YZ250F for me would be number one. Okay. And you can think of yours right now while I'm doing this. YZ250F for me, number one. Why? Because of low end and suspension. Number two for me, KTM250SXF. Why? Great mid-to-top-end power and lightweight feel. Downside fork. Three, Kawasaki KX250. Why? Low-end power. Honestly, it feels light, even though on paper, one of the heavier 250s in class. Number four, Honda CRF 250R. Fun bike to ride. Corner's awesome. And then Gas Gas and Husqvarna. What you got? Callie, one. Oh, my God. Easy team green guy. Are you being honest with everybody here? Yes. Okay. Why? Callie, well, obviously because they helped me. Push that closer. Why? Obviously because they helped me and also. Well, we don't care about that right now. Stability-wise. We don't care about help on this show. Stability-wise. We're we're transparent. Stability-wise. Okay. Downfall. I don't got one yet. We'll, oh, my we'll God. To. You cannot be on this show if you're this biased. We'll have, we'll have to work on that one later. Uh, Downfall. Two? Clutch lever. Oh, yeah. Sucks. Yeah, levers. Slim sucks. Trash. Levers. Trash. The plastic looks like dog shit after three rides. That's every bike, though. No, it doesn't. The Yamaha won't look like dog shit. The Honda doesn't like dog shit. The Cowie plastic looks bitchin' new. <laughs> dog shit after. <laughs> okay. Be honest. Well, I did, okay. Number two. Yeah. KTM. Why? Power-wise. How smooth and broad the power is. Okay. Downfall. Fork. Okay. Number three. Yep. Honda. Why? Cornering. Okay. Downfall. It's a little little on the rigid side. Okay. Some areas. Number four. Yamaha. Oh, boy. Why? Bottom end. Low, like, no, that's a positive or negative? That's a positive. Blow in's positive? You just said it's too fast. Well, let me... Okay, go ahead. Finish it up. It's good, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's too much. Okay. <laughs> so four, five, KT... Uh, not KTM. Husky, gas, gas. Did you like the suspension on the Yamaha? It felt the same as the Cali and Honda to me. Okay. They You're all felt... as good as the test rider. They all anyway. felt the same. <laughs> okay. And what did you say the rest is? Uh, Husky, gas, gas. Gas, gas, last. I mean, I haven't really ridden a stock one yet. All right. It, I mean, they're all the same bikes. KTM, Husky, Gas, Gas. I mean. All these bikes are capable in stock form, people. You don't, as much as I love Racetech and Enzo and all these other companies that do work, before you, you know, rip your suspension off and take it to these guys, and, and I think Racetech will have my back here, try to work with your stock stuff. And if you can't, or if you're super heavy or super light and it's not going to work with a different spring rate or whatever, or in this case, a Honda dropping five cc's of oil, then go to your race tech center and get some suspension. But you can make these bikes work really well if you just take a little bit of time, listen to these baseline settings. I've gone through all these bikes. I've kind of cut it in half for you guys by doing this. And if you do these baseline settings, you can get within a click or two with what you like, I'm pretty sure. My background is production-style testing, not race team testing. Um, I, I, I'm built to focus on the general consumer. Uh, I'm a I'm middle ground weight. I'm 170 pounds, so I'm, I'm the middle ground between light and heavy. 
so give yourself a little bit of time. Listen to these baseline settings. As always, email me, chris at keferinktesting.com. If you have any questions, you need help, I'm here to help you guys. I'm way more helpful than Steve Mathis. <laughs> a lot of hate comms. Did you listen to the Rhino rant the other day when we had it? No. Okay. Rhino was talking about this stuff, and and, and I and I'm like I disagree with some things Rhino says. But I'm not, sometimes I'm not, he's right. But sometimes he's right. Yeah. Correct. I like some things that he says, but this one thing that you know what I'm talking about. Are you pure. Yeah, you're pure. Are you pure. I'm out. Like you can't do that. But Steve is a little bit gnarlier than me, and want to uh, learn how to talk shit to people. We're Steve. a little bit. We're freer over here at KeeferInkTesting.com. If you want to learn how to talk shit, you can ask Steve. He does talk a lot of shit. But that's what makes it funny, though, too. Dude, there's a lot I was of listening, funny. I was listening to the show last night, and the dude that was calling about uh, his cow or whatever, and Steve started talking about the woods and how he rides in the woods, and I could tell the dude started getting pissed. No, he wasn't mad. <laughs> you, you could tell. Well, we were trying to get. We we're trying to decide if he's going to win a whole shot device. A and, then, and then Steve was like, "Okay, we'll get him a skid plate." And then you can tell he kind of backed off. But you can tell the dude was kind of getting a little heated. Nah, he was fine. Like, I don't think so. All right, guys, thank you for listening, and as well, please support all of my advertisers on the show. Everyone here, and I heard this on another show, every, everyone on my podcast is good. Look it, I'm the originator. I'm the one that said that first. Exactly. Like, I've turned down a lot of money to not have, just recently, actually, today, hmm. from someone that wanted to be on the show, and I said, no, thank you, and it was $10,000. Holy shit. And I said, no. So, these guys on this podcast, my advertisers, all good people, good products. You guys could use these products on your bikes and not have to worry about it. Um, as always, email me if you have a question about them. And there's discount codes inside these commercials, so make sure you listen. Don't email me, hey, what's the discount code? It's in the commercial, or I've said it before. Okay? I will, and, and check this out. I'm updating my site. SwissCore is actually doing it, so we're actually going to go through with this, and he's not going to bone out on me and flake out on me. I've seen it. It looks bitching, and I'll have the discount codes on my website so you guys can click on that as well. So a little bit more interactive website coming up. Uh, the shop area is going to be updated, which is going to be amazing. Shop? Yep, you can go get merch. Bingo. Uh, there is new Dare to Keep Kids on Dirt Bike shirts out right now. Heather at KeeferInkTesting.com if you want one of those. I like to keep kids on dirt bikes because it kept me out of trouble, keeping your little ass out of trouble right now so far. And, uh, so far. And uh, hopefully that stays that way. Yeah, exactly. I haven't done anything. What do you sound like? <laughs> hey, guys. I haven't done anything. Uh, Man, 15 years old, you got, I, uh, it's struggle, struggle street right now for me. All right, thanks for joining me. We'll be back next week with hopefully a pro circuit story. Can't wait to talk about that. Thursday. Oh. Mitch Payton's building the pro circuit KX250, which is a consumer-based bike, a.k.a. amateur racing motorcycle. It looks like a full thing. Though. We're going to talk about is the juice worth the squeeze, and it's going to be really hard because Mitch is gnarly. But if the bike isn't good, I'm going to talk about it. And I'm not. I'm going to talk about if the bike is good for how much money. Holy shit, twelve grand. We don't know. We're going to go break it all down. So we're going to ride that this week. We'll be back next week to talk about that. And if it's worth it, thanks for joining me. As always, we appreciate it here. Be good to each other. We'll see you at the track. See you guys.